the ESPN Chicago Post Game Show. When the game ends, host Fred Hubner takes your calls. Sponsored by our partners at Protect Chicago, helping Chicagoans get vaccinated. The Home Loan Expert and Valparaiso University. ESPN Chicago Post Game on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. say that um, they didn't win the last three games of the season and um, the Chicago Bears can go ahead and fire Matt Nagy and please fire Ryan Pace as well and take Eddie Jackson somewhere if you can also. 312-332-3776. Postgame show is brought to you by Valparaiso University and the home loan expert. The Bears had a 14-3 to lead and then were outscored by a lot. They were outscored 28 to 3 at the end of the contest. Three touchdowns for the Minnesota Vikings in the fourth quarter. The Bears played very, very good defensively until the last drive of the first half. They gave up 55 yards and a field goal. And then coming out, the Vikings get the ball. They go 75 yards and a touchdown. And... From there on out, the Bears couldn't do a darn thing. They moved the ball up and down the field. But for some stupid reason, Matt Nagy considers that if you're fourth and one, let's go for it. Well, put that on your uh, offensive coaching resume, Matt, because he the Bears were one for six today on fourth down. Now they had a fourth and 19, and they had a uh, fourth and nine, I think it was, or six. But they had a couple of fourth and ones. And they made one. The other three, they threw the ball. That's right. David Montgomery in the backfield, and they threw the ball. If you can explain that, let us know. 312-332-3776. Freddie, you've been with you for a couple hours. See how things go. Could the Bears possibly let Matt Nagy know before he steps to the podium today that he's gone? We'll have the Matt Nagy postgame press conference. We'll likely hear from Andy Dalton and... Probably Darnell Mooney, who became the first Bears draft pick to get more than 1,000 yards receiving since Elshon Jeffrey did it back in 2014. Now, I'm sorry, since, um, yeah, Elshon Jeffrey, because a couple years ago, A-Rob had 1,000. But, um, yeah, he's the 18th in Bears history to have 1,000 yards and uh, the first draftee since 2014 in Elshon Jeffrey. 12 for 126 today. Uh, Mooney played very, very well. Uh, the Bears, I said, were moving the ball up and down the field. But then mistakes and going for it on fourth down instead of kicking more field goals. Cairo Santos had a three, and uh, he was dead on today. I think he had him from 43, 44, and 46 yards. Oh, 42, 43, and 46. And they got the touchdown on a uh, Dalton to Williams, which at the time gave him a 13 nothing lead. Dalton. Delivers. Williams. Touchdown, Chicago. Damian Williams with a 23-yard touchdown reception. And the Bears take a 12-0 lead. That was 12-0, and then they actually went for the two, so they had a 14-0 lead at that point. And um, it was... Um, 
you know, that was about it. They got a field goal after that and nothing else. So we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Your thoughts on Gus Johnson and Aqib Tlaib. We got them a couple times in the final weeks of the season. Uh, your thoughts on their performance. I know it's a game. It's a nothing game for either side. But um, could we hear enough about Justin Jefferson going for a record? That was going to take him 17 games instead of 16 for Randy Moss, which I don't know. I still believe if you get more games to do it, it shouldn't be. And um, people are saying, well, how about Roger Maris and Babe Ruth? And you know, I didn't agree with it then either. So anyway, 312-332-3776. We'll get to your calls. We'll hear from uh, the players, the coaches out in Minnesota. Let's go to our guy, John and Evanston, to start things off. Hello, John. Hey, what's up, Freddie? Doing well. well. I got I got some good news for you. Detroit just beat the Packers, so <laughs> yeah. But then again, Love played the second half. So. Yeah, I know, I know. And the Lions, meant nothing. Lions, um, Lions get a win for a change. So yeah, it meant nothing to the Packers. They already clinched, you know, right. the home field advantage. As far as the Bears game went, you know what, Dalton. One thing I realize about Andy, you, you know. He can't move back there. He can't scramble. He's a pocket quarterback. When that pass rush comes right at him, he he just sticks out his chest and says, "Give me your best shot." I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, you know, I, I love our defense. Really, really put it on the line this year and and kept us in a lot of games where we probably should have been blown out, but weren't. Um, today, the second half, I mean. Uh, Andy just fell apart. I mean, he was throwing balls off his back foot. He was he was backpedaling and throwing the ball. That's how Peterson picked his off. Right. Yep. I mean, look. I mean, forget it. The, the season's over. Take a deep breath. Let's see what they do with the head coaching position and and offensive and defensive coordinators now. And, and, and let's just unwind and relax a little bit. The season's over. We don't have to watch them anymore. No, now we can watch Now we can watch good playoff football starting uh, next Saturday and Sunday. John, appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776. Fred Huebner with you. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple of games now. Um, Jacksonville and Indianapolis has been interesting throughout the course of the game. Did you? I don't know if you knew this, but the Colts had not won in Jacksonville since 2014. I knew it and didn't get to the window in time to wager on that one. Jacksonville has a 26-11 to 11 lead. There's a minute 17 to go in that contest. Baltimore and Pittsburgh are tied at 13. Um, this is bizarre because with the Indianapolis loss, tonight's game, if the two teams tie the plate tonight, they, they will both go to the postseason. 312-332-3776. We head to Oak Lawn and Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tom. Hey Fred, uh, I'm gonna miss you on these post games. So, but uh, thank you. I, this is listen. Post games are what I love doing because I love calling out mistakes by coaches, bad plays by players. You know, and those are, that's how I got. That's why I got into sports radio. And so I'm happy that I'm able to uh, talk about this one. I was kind of hoping they'd get a victory. They played well enough in the first half of the game. Second half, things went uh, went to hell. Well, this is. This might actually be better because then we get to we get to hear the fired up Fred Hughes yes. for the last time. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, this is pretty much the predominant Matt Nagy type game. First half, they do very well. They move in the ball and such, and then second half just seems like they didn't adjust at all. And uh, Steve, I don't 
I don't know what was up with the broken cup. Tom, you still there? Oh, Tom got cut off. Uh, yeah, the broken coverages. I appreciate it, Tom. Uh, the broken coverages. When I know they've had injuries, but they've, the problem is that Kendall Vildor didn't work out the way that they had hoped he would uh, at the other cornerback position. Jalen Johnson uh, is okay, I think. I think he'll be a decent cornerback. But you had Eddie Jackson having to try and cover um, Justin Jefferson, and he made a fool of himself. Marquise Christian falls down as he's he's trying to follow a receiver, and there's a wide-open touchdown pass. Uh, the secondary is where the Bears really need to get some work. They really need to find some young guys that know how to cover and know how to, um, you know, cover def- cover receivers because – you play in this division, and you're going to have Justin Jefferson for a while. You're going to have the uh, Packers wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Cobb and, um, you know, Lazard and things like that. They're going to be there. So you need to get some secondary guys, some cornerbacks that know what the hell they're doing. Tom, Tom's back. Tom, what's what's going on? What what happened? I don't know, Fred. There's <laughs> some sort of dead zone in my in my house or something like that. Okay, so okay. But anyway... Uh, like I was saying, you know, uh, you know, fourth and one, you know, I don't mind him going for it on fourth and one, but every single time they play action pass, like he thinks that he's going to outsmart the defense. And yeah. every single time Andy Dalton ends up getting sacked, it, 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 again, him trying to think that he's the smartest person in the room, in the room. that has pretty much been the, the predominant, you know, Matt Nagy, you know, kind of thing. And I mean, that's pretty much been the predominant Ryan Pace regime as well. Drafting guys, you know, ahead when he when he shouldn't have the uh, the Mitch Trubisky's, the Adam Shaheen's, and some of the others and such like that. And then even hearing that, you know, that he might fail up and they might get rid of Nagy, it just it just makes me even more upset. Yeah, I me too. Tom, I, I, I can't believe, I appreciate the call, Tom, and the kind words. I can't believe that this organization's thinking about keeping Ryan Pace in any kind of capacity where he is um, going to try to build this team going forward. Uh, he's failed on so many different levels, and they can't do it. Um, if, if they do, there's going to be a ton of things to talk about. And don't forget, we'll wait on Matt Nagy. We'll see what happens with Matt Nagy when the Bears make an announcement or when Matt Nagy says he's been told that he has been fired. Uh, if it does come today, we'll be here for you um, for you know a couple hours tonight if it happens right after the game. Don't forget, tomorrow it's 14 straight hours of live Local coverage here on ESPN 1000 starting at 5 o'clock with Cap and Jay Hood. 9 o'clock, Carmen and Yurko, they go till noon. Then at noon, it is Jeff Meller and Dion Miller. They did the pregame all season long. So uh, they will be here for two hours when uh, the time to Greeny is usually on. Then at 2 till 6, Waddle and Sylvie. And then from 6 o'clock until the start of the uh, championship game, it'll be Chris Black, Adam Abdallah at Indianapolis trying to see his Bama Crimson Tide get another championship. Let's go to Romeoville and Robert. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Robert. Hey, Fred. I'm going to miss you on the Sunday postgame shows. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh um, I, I didn't have minute of the Bears winning at all this game. Why? Because we still got Coach Nagy on the side on the <laughs> sidelines. Like I knew this game meant absolutely nothing, Fred. Absolutely nothing. But leave it to the Bears and Coach Nagy because I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to root for my team, and I'm still going to get frustrated at seeing Nagy there calling the plays that he calls. 
I mean, fourth and one four times, and he completely forget you can run yeah. and get a yard. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I really hope, and I have a, I have a hunch, friend, that the Bears will probably not announce nothing till Tuesday, knowing them. You know what I mean? I just, I'm, I'm afraid that's going to happen. But love the show, friend. I'm going to miss you. Thanks, uh, Robert. Go Bears. I appreciate it. And and that would be that would be typical Bear like. We're waiting here all day tomorrow, and nothing happens until afterwards. Bears had a fourth and one. They got a first down on a running play. The next time they were fourth and five. Andy Dalton sacked for a 14 yard loss. They had passed up a 53-yard field goal to go for it on 4th and 5. Then they had a 4th and 1 at the 13, and Dalton was sacked for a 5-yard loss. Um, They went 11 plays, 70 yards, and then they stalled. Their first five possessions in the game, all five possessions in the first half, were all into Vikings territory. And what did they have to show for it? A couple of field goals, that touchdown to Damian Williams, two failed 4th down plays, and... David Montgomery was not on the field for a couple of those fourth down plays. Um, they did it again, and I mentioned for the game, the Bears were one for six on fourth down efficiency. They were five of 15 on third down. You look at it, they dominated first downs, 24 to 11. They dominated yards. Um, Vikings put up a lot of yards in the fourth quarter, but for the game, Bears 356 to 331. Uh, passing yards, 266 to 227 in favor of the Bears. Time of possession, and I've been saying this for decades. Time of possession means nothing, but I'll keep bringing it up, at least for the rest of the day today, because the Bears had the ball 36-47 compared to 23-13. What happens, what time of possession means is when you have the ball, what you do with it. And uh, the Bears did not do enough with the ball today. 312-332-3776. Not many penalties today for the Bears. Just two for 10 yards. One of them rather a meaningless penalty after a score. And uh, that didn't come into play all that much. But the Bears did move the ball. As the, you know, by, I gave you the numbers that they've uh, put up on the board today, total yards, 356. And to go 356 and only get a touchdown and three field goals, that's absolutely brutal. 312 332 To the north side, and Eddie, you're on ESPN 1000. Freddie, how's it going, man? How you doing? I'm um, going well, Eddie. Twain is this. I was just telling, uh, what's his name that, you know what? I've seen all this stuff on uh, on on the shows and the internet that Derrick Henry is going to sit out this game. Well, Derrick Henry, you sat out eight games this year, and we have Tennessee has the exact same record as they did when you played last year, and everybody touted you as, oh, this guy could be MVP. The Bears, you hire Jim McMahon, uh, Jim Harbaugh as the coach. You do not pay any running back, and you display the money to all the other positions because the same as Yurko said, you can plug anybody in as a running back, and they do just as well. And I could see it from this year, and it's the plain truth, because Derrick Henry was supposed to be beast, and look what happened. Yeah, and t- t- Tennessee won today. They hung on and they got bats past Houston. They still win, and um, and they're going to get the first seed. So that's that's a wonderful thing for them, Eddie. Appreciate the call three one two three three two three seven seven six. I really like David Montgomery. 
I understand that when it gets time to pay him, you're either going to pay him or not. You're going to go to Khalil Herbert or draft another running back. But uh, it would be nice to have one really good running back. And he's a guy that can break tackles, carry the ball a lot. He carried it 20 times today for 72 yards. Not the game I'm sure that he wishes he had, but he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. I understand what Carmen and Yurko said, and for the most part, I agree with them, that you can find running backs anywhere as long as you have an offensive line. And uh, I think it shows in a lot of teams around the NFL. Callers, hang in there. We'll get right back to you. We'll talk about the Bears. We'll talk about um, what you think is going to happen, when you think it might happen, and... Um, Current reports say that it looks like there's a chance that Ryan Pace will stay with the organization. How upset would you be if that happens? 312-332-3776. Bears drop the season finale. They fall to 6 and 11 on the season. 31-17 the final. We're talking about it right here on ESPN 1000. The ESPN Chicago postgame show continues on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on AM at ESPN 1000. We get right back to the phones. The Vikings a 31-17 win over the Bears. Bears finish the season 6-11. and 11. I know uh, some people had him uh, over six and a half victories. Sorry, Jeff Meller. He was talking about that earlier. Deion Miller predicted the Bears to go six and 11. They did the pregame show all season long this year. They will be on from noon until two tomorrow as we're local all day long, starting at 5 a.m. with Cap and Jay Hood. Back to the phones. We go to Highland Park and Howard. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Howard. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. So, well, three things to look to be positive about. Number one. The days are getting longer. Number two, the Omicron virus or variant is probably peaking in the next two to four weeks. And number three, I don't have to watch this crap anymore. Go Bulls. Thank you. I appreciate you, Howard. And you're right. Go Bulls. Bulls got a game tonight. They take on Dallas. They got a tough schedule. They got Dallas, Detroit, uh, Brooklyn, and Golden State in uh, the next six days. Four games in the next six days. Lots of Bulls conversation. Lots of Bulls talk. Don't want to let the Bears uh, take away from that. 312-332-3776. Out to Prairie View. And Matt, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Matt. Hey, Fred. It's Matt Seneca. What's up? Good. What's going on? Hey, not much. We just I'm here with Billy. Uh, we wanted to call in and wish you congratulations on your retirement. Thank you very much. Uh, what were you? You guys always do the halftime and the post game and the Bears. What were your thoughts? Well, Billy, what do you think? <laughs> uh, it was a lot of kick pass, punt pass, punt pass, kick up front, and then it got a little messy in the second half. Uh, it's about what we expected, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's just a mess. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when you go for it on fourth and one, and you never give the ball to your running back. That's kind of difficult. <laughs> so, yeah, really. so yeah but yeah that's uh that's pretty much all we're we're calling in for man um cool. congratulations and i've you know we've been listening to you since literally we were kids so i got gotcha. you and, and we'll we'll have beers again soon you know there's no problem with that yeah hey we owe we owe you one for sure <laughs> sounds good matt talk soon all right have a good one the guys from the uh, Midwest Brew Review, they do a great job on uh, their podcast, and you can check it out on uh, YouTube and everything else like that. And uh, guys love beer, and all season long, they've been doing a halftime um, 
a Midwest Beer Bears review, and uh, all they've been doing a post game too, and uh, it's been very nice. They're very good guys, and um, had a chance to have them on my podcast as well. Let's go to Columbus, and Stephen, you're on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Stephen. Great, congratulations on your wonderful career. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, now, now you said he's going to have fun, and but I, I tell you. What, we didn't have a lot of expectations, you know, low expectations, but my God, I didn't think that uh, somehow Matt Nagy was able to make that even worse with his uh, own play calling. Today. Yeah, I agree. It was it was so bad. It was so bad. And, uh, you know, it would have been nice to go on out and have fun. And then they were s- sitting there with kicking field goals. And, you know, Cairo Santos made three of them. They passed up a 53-yarder to go forward on a fourth down again and just Awful play calling on fourth down, and you know, I don't think he's helping um, you know his resume to get another job after he's yes. done with this. You know, I was going to say that you know that's uh, basically a leader basically stroking his own ego to the very end. And no matter what job he's going to be getting, whether it's in pro or college, I totally agree that is not a good look for a leader to sabotage. And I hate to use that word, but. Ever since that Cleveland game where Justin Fields got sacked eight, nine times, I've been using that word a lot. And, you know, if this is how he wants to go, that's fine. But I don't expect Matt Nagy to resurface at any time. And this game probably would put a kibosh to his own career. And thankfully, and well, I should say it ironically, Andy, did it, Andy Dalton did it. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. And th- Thank you, Fred. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate the kind words. Think about it. Andy Dalton started the season as the Bears starting quarterback, and he ended the season as the Bears starting quarterback. In between, there was Justin Fields, and we can only hope that Justin Fields can stay healthy next year, cut down on the number of fumbles he has, and get an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach that knows what the hell they're doing and can help this guy become the quarterback that we think he can be. We don't know what he can be. We saw what he did at Ohio State, but we've seen great college quarterbacks in the past. We're hoping he can be a really, really good quarterback in the NFL. Let's go on out to um, Oakland, California. And, Scott, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Scott. Hey, Fred. Congrats on your retirement. Uh, You beat me. Uh, I've got about two more years to go. Okay. Uh, So I'll have to – and I'm hoping that you'll still at least call in to to 1000 once in a while and – let us know what's up Fred's can. We don't want to miss that. There's no doubt there'll be something, especially with the way uh, some of these Chicago teams are playing. <laughs> yes, you'll have plenty plenty of ammo there. Hey, so, you know, with your expertise on the Niners, um, you know, this is going to be familiar stuff for you. I'm going to go against the green a little bit. I, I am not all that crazy about Har- Harbaugh. You know, some of the things that happened when he was in San Fran, uh, that disrespectful comment he made to the owner, Jed York, when he told him, uh, you know, hey, get out of this locker room. It's only for men. Yeah, you, know, just, you just don't talk to your your boss that way. You know, he's got a tendency to to wear people out. He, he typically only lasts about four years. Uh, and that's kind of what happened in San Fran. And you know, he's also known uh, for uh, micromanaging the quarterbacks. You know, that was the stories. Uh, you know, they'd be in a practice. He'd be you know uh, stepping in every play, Kaepernick, and, and critiquing. So. I don't know if that's good for for Fields. And then one other question I wanted to ask you, just yeah. kind of curious, because I agree with all of the, uh, you know, what Sylvie and everybody there saying as far as the Bears have a president, uh, an NFL guy, and, and, you know, the Niners, you know, they had uh, Policy, then they had McVay, and they had Walsh. 
And I was thinking, really, how many teams, much as I agree with that, how many teams are really set up that way? Uh, so anyway, I'll take my answer off the air, Fred, and again, congratulations. Yeah, you know, Scott, I wish I knew that right off the top of my head. I don't. Um, but I understand what Sylvie's saying, and I think our biggest thing is, is if the Bears organization had a general manager that showed that he know, knew what the hell he was doing, and he made decent picks. Now, every general manager is going to have busts. Not every guy is going to pick in the draft, and every year is going to come out with a successful draft. But you figure when you draft seven or eight players, whatever you may get in an NFL draft, you're going to come up with some good ones, especially your first-rounders. And look at some of the receivers that he has picked. Right off with Kevin White, right off with, um, you know, you get guys like Anthony Miller, you picked Adam Shaheen. Um, the Bears' wide receivers and tight ends have been really, really a problem for this team under Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Now they've got one in Darnell Mooney. Uh, they picked up Demir Bird. He shows he's got some promise. Uh, Marquise Goodwin was nice when he was healthy this year. There's a lot of speed they brought in, but it's not nearly enough, and your quarterback could not get these guys the ball. So I'm hoping for a complete offensive uh, overhaul and getting a chance to see Justin Fields and exactly what he can do. 312-332-3776. One more call before we take a break. Let's go to Honey Bear. Honey Bear, what's up? Hello, my darling Fred. I had to call in. I was at a watch party with Bears and heard your voice, and I'm like, i got to say bye to my guy, man. I'm so glad that you said that you're going to be popping by because I don't know what I could do without hearing what's up your can occasionally like the last listener. You have been a Chicago institution, and I just want to say thank you. Seriously. I mean, just the day that J.D. died, you and Sylvie just were just the the definition of professional composure. I don't know how you did it. Um, Everything else that you have always done, you've always been a clear-eyed absolutely honest, nothing but the good old honest truth kind of guy. And we need more of that sometimes in, in entertainment around. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, what we have going here at ASBM 1000 is absolutely phenomenal. But right. you, you are seriously just one of the best individuals. And I just wanted to say, uh, when you were sharing part of the reasons why you were going, I, I just love that now you feel kind of like a semi-grandpa because yep. you need that kind of affection. I feel like you need it. As a teacher, <laughs> you sometimes just, you can see when individuals, and I, it just makes me so much more happy because you deserve every happiness in the world. Well, here. thank you very and much. I am so very happy for you. I'm so happy that you get to leave this year with a fresh start. And I just hope to God that God just blesses you for the rest of your time and that we get to be blessed with you coming, popping by when you want to. So Thank you. Best of luck. Thank, Thank you. you so much for everything. I appreciate it so very, very much. And uh, one of the nicest things that people have said over the past couple of days and last week or so is that it, not a lot of people get a chance to go out on their own. They don't get a chance to retire when they want to. They're usually in forced retirement, meaning they were let go or fired or things like that. And I've been working part-time since I started here at ESPN 1000 in March of 2010. I've always been part-time. Sometimes it was five days. Sometimes it was six. Heck, some days it was two. Some days it was one. But I've always enjoyed working here. I've always enjoyed all the guys, the on-air hosts, the producers, everybody that we've had work here has been a pleasure to work with. And that's what I'm going to miss. And Tommy Waddle says it, too, when you leave the football field. You miss the camaraderie of the people. You don't necessarily miss the game itself. I don't know that I'll miss the game itself. 
uh, and Sports Talk Radio, but I will miss some of the people that I've had a chance to work with. We'll get back to your calls in a second. 312-332-3776. Bears lose. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. We'll hear from Andy Dalton, I would expect, and many more here on ESPN 1000. This is the ESPN Chicago Post Game Show. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on AM at ESPN 1000. Here's your host, Fred Huebner. Some weird stuff going on in uh, football right now. The Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. <laughs> Played to a tie and then eliminates both of them. Is that right? Um, that didn't quite make any sense. Um, now I'm keeping an eye on the, the Niners because they have my Niner paraphernalia on, hoping that they can come through and get a victory and go to the postseason. They either need to win or have the Saints lose. Uh, Saints are up on Atlanta right now, 7 nothing in the first quarter. We'll keep you up to date with the action going on. We'll also uh, keep you up to date. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. Uh, apparently, Darnell Mooney and uh, Justin Fields, they've got plans. They're heading out of town right away to start working out, which is a good thing. And hopefully we'll hear from uh, um, Darnell Mooney in just a little bit. Let's go back to the phones. Head on out to Mike. Mike, what's going on? What's going on, Freddie? It's Fat Mike, dude. What's going on? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Uh, After another I'm wonderful cool. Bears game. Oh, there are so many words I could say to get me ripped off the air real quick. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. All I'm hoping for is tomorrow is that there is a complete clean house tomorrow at Hallis Hall. I hope everybody's gone, and hopefully they can get back on the right track because today was the most frustrating bear game I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, everything was and good. Was everything was good. In Cleveland week three. Oh, okay, and that was bad. Everything was good was till terrible. about. Yeah. I wanted to put a bullet in my head every time I was watching that. Every play of that game. Everything was good till two minutes ago in the half when the Vikings got the ball, or not even two minutes, and then they marched down two long passes, they kick a field goal, get the ball to start the second half, go seventy-five yards for a touchdown, Unreal. and that was it. Bears did nothing else, and then their fourth and one ex- execution is really wonderful, wasn't it? Uh, all those shotgun plays on fourth and one, fourth yeah. and a half a yard. Go, go Bears. Go Matt Nagy. Go Bears. Yeah, I know. Cue, cue the Ditka meme. <laughs> go Bears. Yep. I'm out of here, Fred. I'll we'll, talk to you later. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. We appreciate it. Let's go to Old Town. And, George, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, George. Freddie, the, the game was so bad. In the second half, they can't score from the one-yard line. They go into a shotgun. I had to turn over to the Packer game. I couldn't take it. Yeah, it was brutal. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to see how they're doing. You know, Fred, I'm re- I'm so glad that you're you know you're retiring. I wanted to invite you to play with a group of Wednesdays and Thursdays. We do Broken Arrow Sanctuary. We got a group of guys. They're all beer loving guys, and it's a lot of fun. So if you if you like to play golf, uh, you can just uh, get on our email list and uh, you know say when you want to play. You know, yeah, you know what, George, find a way to get in touch with me. Um... And uh, if you can follow me on Twitter or follow me somewhere, and uh, I'll, I'll connect with you. Because I haven't played in a while, but I'm going to be out there. Uh, hopefully my new place should, should be done in May, and I'll be, um, geez, I'll be, I'll be probably a long drive and a chip from uh, from Broken Arrow. So I should be able to meet you guys out there. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we do closest to the pins. Everybody puts in seven bucks. You get 40 or 50 guys. We do low net. Uh, guys over 70 tee off from the Reds if they feel like it. <laughs> it's cool. just pretty cool. It's a pretty cool group. Yeah, Black just, Sox fans. Yeah, try and get in touch with me, and uh, just make make sure you know who you know. Just hey, George Moulton, I'll I'll get back to you. Okay. All right. Good luck. Best S- of luck. Sounds good. Thanks, George.
312-332-3776. Let's go out to Dave. Dave, what's happening? Fred, how you doing, my man? Good. Hey, do you remember working at a place called One-on-One Sports Radio Network? Way back when, yes. With with Randy Merkin, I was working uh, nights from 1 to 5 in the morning. So you'd see a long-haired guy producing the Mark Jenskow show, and I used to produce whenever you'd fill in. You remember Liggy, L-I-G-G-Y? Yep. Liggy? Yep. Dave Liggins? Yep. So, I mean, you know, as a professional, you know, I thought you, you were a cool guy, even though just like now. You're wearing your 49ers gear. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. You wear your 49ers gear every day. I do. I do. Yep. You know, and, I, and I won't hold that against you. <laughs> Just like I don't hold against Mike Murphy all those years. <laughs> but uh, you're a great guy, man. What I want to tell the listeners out there is anybody that never knew Fred, if you like him on the air, he was 10 times more of a pro off the air personally. I mean, you were always a high-class, great guy, even if sometimes our opinions differed and all that. Sure. That's what makes sports fans, that's what makes sports fun, is that we know, we not everybody agrees. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it was always great working with you, even having a smile on your face at 1 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, even in this kind of weather and stuff. So yep. Last, last week when I heard you were retiring, I said, I got to make a point. I don't call in to talk shows. But I had to make a point to call and say, hey, man, congratulations on your retirement. You know, very high-class guy. And you will definitely be missed on the airwaves, my man. Dave, I really appreciate you making the call. Uh, Thanks a lot. Hey, last thing I got. Yeah. Give me your top two picks for Bears coach next year. (sighs) All of a sudden, Doug Peterson has entered my mind as a possibility. And um, I don't know another one. I, I don't like I don't necessarily want Harbaugh. I don't necessarily want Sean Payton is a guy that has been interesting now the last couple of uh last week or so. So let's go yeah. with Peyton and uh, Peyton and Peterson. Two guys that I'll have go, done it in the league before. I'll go with Nick Saban and uh Sean Payton. So see we differ on one and we agree on the other one. Man. There you go, Dave. Thanks a lot. Right. Appreciate the All call. Right, good, Thank you. Good talking to you, Fred. You too. Yeah, you work long enough in this uh, in this business, you run into a lot of people. And uh, my list of producers and guys I work with and co-hosts, it is uh, too long to... I could, I could write it down and I'd probably miss or forget dozens of people. Let's go to Big C in the South Side. Hello, Big C. What's going on, Fred? How are you? Everything everything good, everything good. I want to say, uh, Mark Silverman, I know you somewhere listening. You said I was bad last week. You avoid me on your show, Sylvia Waddle. But yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, about the culture. But yeah, they got the culture. Um, they said Dennis Allen. I heard uh, Jay uh, Davis say that he like one of the number one options for coaches. You know, for team that's gonna have openings. Uh huh. Yeah, what you think about him to the Bears? He he's, he hasn't been on my list, but that's just because I haven't looked too much into it. Um. You know, I've I've thought I know that um was it you or some other people talked about Leftwich and Bianami. I'm still not sure about those two guys, how no, much they've yeah, how no, much no, they've no. done as offensive coordinators. And do you want another offensive coordinator? We just had a guy that was supposed to be an offensive genius in Matt Nagy and he showed that he can't do it. I think I want a guy yeah. that can coach and then have him hire an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator and let them do the job, you know what I mean, to exactly. put the offense and defense exactly. together. Yes. Yeah. And I got another. I got another question. Like with Matt Nagy, like today, you know, it just went bad. But uh, 
Matt Nagy, he let the media control him. You know, them fourth and ones, going for it, and all of the play calls. Now, you know, on the fourth and one, the goal line. Now, how many times we watch other games, we see team get stopped. It's hard to get in the end zone on fourth and run. Yeah. I don't care if you run the ball. You can go back to the Super Bowl with uh, when they were saying they should have ran it with Marshawn Lynch. Right. And the guy from the Patriots made the interception. Yeah. Fourth and one is hard. But Andy Dalton, he can't be running backwards. No. Just, today was a bad day. If, if anything, he's got to stop. He, I mean, he ran 15 exactly. yards. He lost 14, 15 yards, yeah. And, and, then, and then when he was at like the 40-some-yard line, when he saw them doing the – because they did a cover zero blitz on the third down, and they did it again on the fourth down. He should have called a timeout. Yes, he should have. Yeah. Immediately. Everybody saw the blitz. You saw how they were all setting up for it. You know the one thing about it, Big C, hey. is the play that they ran for the two-point conversion, they could have did that okay. on one of their fourth and ones. Exactly. That's what they said. That's more I think. But tell your little cohort – uh, Waddle and Sylvia, tell them, to, you know what I'm saying, tell them stuff like that, you know, because they know everything but the right things. <laughs> Big C, appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you very much. 312-332-3776. Get back to your calls in a second. Let me see here. So the Steelers win their game, 16-13. But from what I see, they're not in yet. If the Chargers and Raiders tie tonight, Pittsburgh is out, and both L.A. and Vegas are in. It's a wacky, wacky league. I liked when they had 16 teams. It might have been easier for me to figure when they had 16 games. I mean, not teams. 16 games instead of 17 games. This makes it a little bit more complicated for me. And also um, some of the ties and things like that. 312-332-3776. We'll get back to your calls. We'll hear from Matt Nagy. Uh, we'll hear from the Bears locker room as they lose the final of the season. 31-17 over Minnesota beats them. And... Um, the Bears finish the season 6-11. and 11. Back to your calls after this on ESPN 1000. Welcome to the ESPN 1000 postgame show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Bears lose 31-17. We now are on Matt Nagy watch and maybe Ryan Pace watch. We're not sure. We know what most of the fans are hoping for. The question is, what will the Bears organization do? Let's go to Jacksonville. And, Jeff, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Fred. How you doing? Um, I think I'm running the full gambit of most of the callers today as far as from frustration with how the season ended. But frustration, but not really outside of expectation. But also wanting to say thank you and congratulations on a long, long and amazing career. And I hope the best for you in retirement. Uh, you've been nothing but a breath of honesty and fresh air, regardless of what your take. There's been no gray area with you. It's either right, 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 or wrong. Yeah, you know, there's not, there, there's no second guessing where you stand, and it's it's been very refreshing hearing your takes on a lot of stuff. Um, living down here in Florida, I'm gonna uh, enjoy the sun. Tip back a couple <laughs> nice. Uh, Nice, nice Florida specialty uh, cold beers to your uh, to your honor and your memory. Um, and honestly, uh, I will I, I follow you on Twitter. Uh, I will send you a DM on Twitter. I would like to send you uh, some stuff from Florida uh, for you to enjoy uh, for your retirement. Maybe get cool. a little bit of sunshine during the cold. Are you a, are you a Cigar City fan? I am. Uh, it's unfortunately Cigar City is about uh, four. Four hours from where I sure. currently live, sure. But I I can get some of their stuff. Some not I I can't get like uh, 
I, I unfortunately can't get like Huna or anything like their specialty stuff like that. Right. That, right. You, know, you got to go through the brewery to get, but uh, I can get some of their stuff and maybe send it up there for you if you'd like. Oh, we'll see. I got my refrigerators are pretty full, but send me the DM. We'll talk. Okay. It sounds great, Fred. Thanks, oh, Jeff. Also, maybe maybe yeah. hopefully run into you on the show sometime, get paired against you or something. Sounds <laughs> great. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Yep, have, yep, have a good one, Fred. Okay. Thank you. 312-332-3776. We're going to hear from Darnell Mooney in just a second. Let's go on out to Wheaton and Lewis. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Lewis. Hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, just want to say um, I didn't realize it, but uh, apparently it is your last uh, broadcast, so congrats on retirement. Um, but uh, I, I just got to say, everybody's talking about a new coach or GM, and I got to say, unless – like we get a good president, unless like I know Ted Phelps is stepping away from football ops, but unless someone else is making football decisions, this is going to be the same stuff, different day. So right now, George McCaskey was our CEO, was the head of the ticketing office before his promotion. Ted Phelps was an accountant, and what I don't get is why we why they don't go to like even in house within their organization. They have an alumni, Gary Fensick. He, uh, the co-captain of the 1985 team, that guy is a Yale graduate with an MBA. He currently lives in Chicago. He's a season ticket holder. He's a senior partner at uh, the Adams Street Investment Firm. The dude knows how to run a business. Right. And he and he has our knowledge of the game that can only be acquired by, again, captaining a your lone Super Bowl winning team and by and by spending an extended amount of time with George Hallis before he died I don't understand is is George just that stupid is he too cheap is he too stubborn how the heck do you not look at this and say oh I have this golden egg right in front of me but I'm not going to use it like how the heck, what goes through his mind well and Lewis Lewis, and I appreciate the call. The, the one thing, and I know Gary Fensick just a little bit. Um, we did a, we did a show. He was one of our weekly guests uh, way back when. And I don't know that he would be interested in doing something like that. He's making a wonderful living in the job he does. I don't know that he wants to leave that and go into Chicago Bears president and things like that. Obviously, if the Bears had any interest, they should ask him. But I don't know that Gary Fensick would be interested in that kind of position. I know there are other guys in the Bears that would be interested in some positions, but if they're going to pay him 15 or $18 an hour, that's probably not going to work. And that all happened earlier this week with Olin Krutz. So that's the biggest question. We'll have to wait and see exactly what they do, who gets the job of making the decisions for the Bears as they go forward. 312-332-3776. We're going to hear from Mooney. We're going to hear from Matt Nagy. We're from Darnell Mooney right now. We'll get to your calls in a little bit. Let's, uh, Darnell Mooney, a nice game. 12 for 126. He ends with more than 1,000 yards on the season as uh, he talked after the Bears' loss. Uh, the whole season? Uh, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs. It'll take, a, take on um, uh, this as a, a learning experience um, with, you know, when, they, when you do have downs, you got to continue to push forward. And uh, a lot of things will come in different directions. Uh, you never know, you never may know where it may come from. So you just got to be ready for anything and anything, anything and everything. So um, uh, uh, with me being, uh, like I said, a couple of months ago, just being a, a leader and a, a more um, strong-minded person, uh, just being able to bring my teammates on and uh, continue to be a strong person for them and help them with uh, mentally strong situations. Now, what's your honest assessment of why the offense was so bad? 
Yeah. Um. Uh, at first, it was uh, you know, just uh, you know, chemistry wise, uh, just having to learn each other. Uh, with Andy coming in, um, the only thing we can do with training camp and some off season things, uh, it helped. Uh, but uh, on the process, you know, when he got hurt and then just came in, you just got to learn that. And uh, I think we were doing, we we picked it up. Uh, I think what really killed us this year is red zone. And uh, I don't know the statistics on like what we rank on the red zone, but. I feel like we're not we're not that really good in the red zone of scoring touchdowns when we get there. Uh, I have no idea, man. We just just didn't score. I mean, I don't know. I don't call the plays or anything like that. So, what was your reaction to how fast this game swung in the other direction? Felt like you guys were pretty Yeah. Uh. Uh. I mean, you can definitely feel the momentum. I mean, when we're getting down there. Uh, not scoring, you can definitely feel like, okay, you're giving them another chance to, you know, make this a game. Or, like, if we don't get get the fourth down, uh, convert on fourth down, you can definitely feel like you know, like we got to get over the hump of just at least something positive. And then when we do get something positive with Andy scoring the touchdown, but that wasn't a touchdown, I mean, it felt good to get the touchdown and understand how we felt. But then when we did it, uh, you can definitely feel the energy and uh, the momentum of it. Uh, we haven't talked about that at all. Uh, honestly, I'm just take I take everything one day at a time and one game at a time. So whatever whatever's in front of my face at th- at that point in time, where my feet are. Uh, I want to be where my feet are. So uh, I don't focus on the future or anything or the past. So I just stay in the present. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I wanted to be dominant. Uh, not as dominant as I, as I wanted to be. Uh, a lot of the guys congratulate me, and uh, a lot of receivers tell me it's a, bi- a very big thing. Uh, so, I mean, I take credit for it, but it, it's not my biggest. Uh, and I definitely have more to show than just uh, a 1,000 yards. And we lost, so really. Yeah. Uh, very big, very big. We'll see. Um, no, man, we just, he just gave us, you know, uh, uh, a speech as if, uh, you know, as if he's, uh, coming back. So, it, I mean, like, I don't, I don't understand, uh, any of the situations with that. I just stay, like I said, where my feet are, stay on today, not the future, present, I mean, not the future or the past, I just stay exactly where I'm at. Completely, completely, uh, very frustrating. You know, um, uh, with those situations, you want to convert when you know, um, especially on third down when you don't get the get the first down. And uh, me, as a as a person, I know or I feel like we definitely should go for it on fourth down. And then when we do, we don't get it, and it's very upsetting. But um, something you just have to uh, work on, or I don't I don't know how to put it in a better perspective way though. Give sense of what your your offseason is going to be like, and how much will you incorporate working with Justin? Uh, a lot. We're starting tomorrow. 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 What are you doing tomorrow? You know, we we'll get our exit means and we'll be uh, off to Florida. That was Darnell Mooney. He's they're taking off for Florida and going to start working, and uh, that's good to hear. A guy that's going to be here with the Bears, uh, going down there with Justin Fields apparently, and uh, that should be interesting. Something to look forward to. For the Bears. Now you need another receiver or two. You need some help on the offensive line. Oh, you need a head coach, too, and maybe a general manager. We'll talk about that. We'll hear from the current head coach, at least until 
an announcement is made. Matt Nagy, when we return in two minutes here on ESPN 1000.